and welcome to Ride the Omnibus. I'm your host, Ariel Vasca, and today I'm delighted to welcome the filmmaker Laura Plancarte talking about her new film, Non-Western. I love your documentary. I think it explores so many interesting themes, so thank you for being here. It's a pleasure, Ariel. Thank you so much for inviting me, and thank you so much for your interest in Non-Western. I wanted to know before we get into the details of the conversation, what Mm -hmm. first drew you to the story of Thaddeus and Nancy? I am fascinated by human behavior. I like to understand human behavior, but I think, I think to be honest, I think I'm trying to understand myself and I'm trying to understand my own relationships. And I used to be a performance artist, so I did it with myself. So I explored with my own body and my own emotions and everything, but it got to a point where I was only putting things outside and not really being able to understand many things. And it's when I realized that I would like to work with people and also give, uh, you know, other people voice. So I have always been fascinated. And I, for me, that's a big interest uh, about trying to understand the other people. So try to understand where we are coming from. So I went for the first time to Montana with my previous film because one of the main characters was an ex-beauty queen from Montana. And I made um, some friends and then they invited me back one year after. And that's how I met Thaddeus and Nancy. And as soon as I met them, I found them incredibly, incredibly interesting. And the whole challenging, um, the whole challenges that they were going through, you know, deciding to get married. But what I found very interesting that I could relate to is, um, how much, you know, like, um, childhood wounds stay with us. And I, um, I told them I would love to make a film. And at the beginning, they, they told me, but we're very boring. And I said, believe me, you're nothing <laughs> but boring. And we started talking and they said, no, okay, we would like you. And I said, it would be wonderful to document, you know, the process of you guys getting married. And then they liked the idea and we started, uh, and that's how we started working together. Oh, wow. Yeah, because there are so many different things that, happen as they're on the path to getting married. First of all, when you talk about their identities and intertwining their individual identities as people in the marriage and in the marriage ceremony, how did you go about trying to capture a sense of each of their identities within the film? That That's a very intricate layer that you get at. And I wondered how you felt your way through that. It was very, as you say, it's very complicated. I think the film touches into many, you know, complicated subjects. And um, for me, it exactly is it's interesting. For me, I don't have like the answers of things. Mm-hmm. And for me, what I, I, I have is the same thing is always asking, who am I? And how much, for example, um, makes me, you know, like influences me that I'm Mexican or that I am, um, you know, where I'm living, how much all those kind of, so all those questions asked. And so when I met them, I said, this is very interesting because obviously it's not a coincidence that they are attracted to each other because Nancy was adopted by a native um, tribe, by the Lakota tribe when she was growing up. And Thaddeus was taken in by a, by a white uh, family when also he was a teenager. So in a way, they both have this kind of mixed things. And I think that's why they, they attract each other and they, they, they are not going, um, for someone in a relationship from their own community. Let's put it that way. I found it very interesting. And I said, 
how, what is, you know, what is identity in a way? What makes you, you, you know? And we had a lot of conversations about this. And I think for me, what, for me, I think Thaddeus, he's this, you know, he's clear, he's a Northern Cheyenne man and he's, you know, he's very, 100%, even though he experienced the world outside of the, the reservation very early on in life. But I think for Nancy, I think that has been her biggest struggle in her life is trying to, to understand, you know, who she is, where to place herself, where does she belong? And in that sense, I have always myself felt misplaced in many ways. So I could understand her trying to say, where do I fit in? Because I have found myself always trying to to find that same same spot, even though that I'm not in 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 an in interracial relationship or that I was adopted by another culture, but because of how things turned out in each person's history, I think I've also um, felt quite misplaced. So I found that very interesting. And what is what gives us, you know, the right to take a place or not to take it? And for me, what's interesting in the making of the film is that I don't have the answers. And, but I, I shared the same questions that they are asking themselves, um, throughout, um, the whole process. And I think it's questions to put out to the audience in order, because I think there's lots of people that maybe are feeling the same thing. Yeah. And that's, that, for me, that's the intention, you know, is to bring out these questions so we can have actually the conversation. So like someone like, like you, Ariel, can, you know, gets interested and we can talk about it because I think it's important to talk about these things. Absolutely. And I think it's fascinating, too, the way that you explore some of these issues, particularly about the conflict between the woman's role and the role of tradition and the idea of a woman who's working outside of the home, but who wants to honor the traditions of the Cheyenne and Mm -hmm. to buy into that traditional wedding ceremony, but then knowing that you can never have that if you're not willing to adopt the subservient role as well in the home. And I love that. I think it's, yes, I think it's, 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 it's very interesting. And for me, this is a personal, I think what's interesting is that each person that watches a film can have its own perspective. But for me, my particular view is that it has little to do with, in this, in, in this case, not so much to do actually with the traditions or with the Northern Cheyenne culture by itself. I think it's more, I think the film is much more about the, the traumas that they have both suffered mm. in, in, in a way. And I think because when they go and they meet with the Northern Cheyenne ceremonial man with Vernon and with, the, uh, uh, and with uh, Thaddeus' mom, like Vernon tells them, well, why don't you do your own thing in a way? And that is, I think, becomes more more orthodox than anybody in yeah. the situation. And I think it has a lot to do with his history. And sometimes I ask myself, but this is my own point of view. And I you know, want to say, obviously, that obviously the film is not about the Northern Cheyenne traditions in any way. And it, it has never tried to be that. It has nothing to do with that. I think it's about human relationships and why do we choose what we choose. And for me, what was interesting is I think he's a man that has always been looking for his place in the world, the same as Nancy. Mm. And where is his role? And I think he left the reservation and went and experienced, like, let's say the Western world. And, you know, he went to war and then he, he, he didn't got his place. And I think he, he has been betrayed one, one time after the other. And I think what he's trying for me, my way of understanding is he's trying 
you know, to get get his place back in his tribe. And mm. that's why I think he's getting more orthodox than, you know, the I priest see. itself. But that's my perspective. But what I like about the film is that each person will interpret things differently. And I don't like to make films that try to make you, okay, you should think this, or this is, I think for me, what's important is to lay it out there so we can have the conversation. And I think that what's in, that's what's very enriching. Yeah. And that question of your status within the culture of this film, too, I really appreciated that it felt so... I don't know exactly how to describe it, but at no point does it feel detached and completely separate from you as an observer. And it feels like a labor of your communication with them and your understanding of identity that you're going through with them, both for you and for the audience. I think a lot of people ask me, you know, you know, how do you get that they are so comfortable on camera? And that the camera seems to not, it's, everything is so natural and you are filming there. And I think it's because, you know, I think for many filmmakers, the, the aim is to make, you know, is the film itself. And I think for me, the aim is the process. I love the process. I love the, the, the human connection. And I think for all of us that we decide to go in this journey that takes a long time because we are all searching the same answers. We are trying to, by our conversations, try to find the answers. So when we did First, I, I went two times to Montana and I was by myself and I was getting to know Thaddeus and Nancy. And afterwards, when I returned and I had like a, a, a small crew coming with me and we did the first like proper official shoot, let's call it, in the, in the first winter. When I came back to London and I saw the, the material that we had filmed, I got the same situation, you know, when I was there that obviously there was a very patriarchal attitude from Thaddeus and Nancy was accepting it. And I felt that because we had had conversations before and Nancy saw herself as a feminist woman and Thaddeus saw himself as a very liberal man. So when you have something like that, me personally, I think we need to have a conversation because what I'm seeing in the material is something very different to what I see in them, in themselves. So I, I called and I said, we need to have a, a Skype because there's something I want to say. And I said, I don't know how to say it except exactly what I see. I see this in the rushes. And I wanted to tell you directly because I don't want to try to pretend, oh, yeah, no, you're very liberal and you're uh, very feminist and everything. And, and let's keep on going filming, you know. And I think I, I, I wouldn't feel comfortable. So I see this and I wanted to bring it up because maybe you don't see it that way. And But I wanted to tell you what I do see because I think this is your chance to run if you don't want to make the film. In a way, I want, I want to be transparent because if we're going to make this, it needs to be together. And the only reason I would like to make it is because I think things are much more complex. I think there is a gender situation going, obviously, mm-hmm. but I think it goes much deeper. I don't think it's just about that. And I would like to explore with you, but I think this is the decision. It's your decision. It's not my decision. So I remember perfectly well because I was nervous and Thaddeus laughed. And he told me, oh, you were so nervous to tell us something like this. And he told me, I really don't care what people think about me. I'm happy the way I am. Nancy got worried. And I said, you guys have some time. Think about it. Because if we're going in, we're going in, you know, all the way. So because since the beginning, this was very clear. A lot of the time we passed into talking what was the identity and what was really happening with this gender situation, what was really about it. So 
it wasn't like um, something we, we talk a lot. We used to talk almost like every week on Skype. We would have these sessions. And I, I think we did the film because of this, because we enjoyed these conversations, because I was understanding. And, and then I understood. I remember, I'm never going to forget one moment that I said to Nancy, look, Nancy, I'm really worried. You know, why are you getting, because obviously starts, things were advancing. And obviously I am a woman and I wouldn't like to be in, a, in that position. Yeah. And I said, Nancy, why are you doing this? I mean, and Nancy one day told me, you know something? Yes, we are both women, but we're different and we want different things. And you need to understand that. And for me, that was like a shock of cold water in my face. In like saying, okay, this is more complicated than you thought. You need to learn and understand more. And by this is like trying to say, well, how can we all women, you know, we fight for women's rights and be on the same side and not destroy each other, you know, because in a fight between us, but respect each other. And for me, this opened me in order, um, I don't know how to say this, but opened me to a new horizon of, to, you know, trying to think things in how we always want to judge. And nobody is here to judge anybody. Mm-hmm. And each person is to choose. And I think what's important in life is to have the possibility to choose. What I would like is for every human being like that, Thaddeus could choose, you know, can because I don't think when he was young, he could choose many things. And I think the same for Nancy. And I think the important thing in life, I think, is that you have the possibility to choose and then there needs to be respect. And obviously, if there's something that is going, you know, putting some, someone in danger, obviously, that's a different, that, that's a different situation. But it was very challenging, but wow. um, it was very enriching and it was a conversation that we had throughout the whole making of the film. It was that's, constant. That's so incredible, though, that you had this open conversation going with them the whole time. And I see exactly how it must have enriched the process in so many ways, because you don't feel any kind of separation between you and them. There's no sense of you as documentarian and them as subjects within the film. It never feels like it's entirely observational in that distant way. Yes, I think it's, um, you know, for me, it has to happen something and I need to fall in love completely with the people I'm working if I don't like them. There's yeah. no possibility because my way of working is this. It's not that I come, you know, like to make a film. I, I think I'm living this experience because I'm also, you know, finding my own healings, my own questions. I'm trying to explore all of these things. And I think that's why it becomes so close because it's a collaboration mm-hmm. because we're doing it together. It's not like here's the film crew. Here you guys are. And we are, in, no, we share and we talk and you know what's going on. I'm not trying to cover up or trying to get the moment, you know, where you're not looking that I'm observing you, but it's not my type of thing. Um, I yeah. like to, and that's why, um, it looks a little bit like if it's, um, you know, they barely, they only talk to camera two times and every, all the rest is, 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 is done in, in scenes. And it just, it's, it is just, um, it's very, very there. And I think it's because there's that relationship. And I think now we are bonded forever because yeah. we have lived something very, very intimate. Yeah. And I wanted to ask also about how you explore the personal and the political together in this film, because you also have the exploration of the white landowners who are discussing this idea of American versus tribal land and what to do with the reservation lands at the same time. 
And I found that conversation a valuable and interesting conversation that's put in there as well. And I just wondered, how did you go about trying to incorporate that? It's just that at the beginning, the film was about, it was going to be about Thaddeus and Nancy, but also about Ross and Jackie, the other couple. Thaddeus' friend, Ross, the, the, the white rancher, and his fiance that that was Jackie. I, and I wanted to do two couples. But obviously, because Thaddeus and Nancy's relationship is very, uh, is very complicated in itself. I, 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 I would have needed to do like a four hour film, mm-hmm. which was not going to be possible for me. So at some point I needed to take the decision that Ross and Jackie were going to be like secondary characters. But I filmed a lot with Ross and Jackie and their story is really interesting. So I learned a lot of things that I didn't know. And I found it important to also leave some parts in the film because again, right now I think in the world there's a tendency of um, trying to for very complicated situations, we want to have easy solutions. So we mm-hmm. have like a problem and we think we're going to solve it with a headline. Mm-hmm. And I don't think it works at all like that. And I think it's when you can see the, you know, two men like Ross and Thaddeus could be, you know, really good friends, even though they were like the, the enemies in, in history, let's put it that way, you know, and they can be good friends and they could at some points be in different sides of the political conversation, but that doesn't stop that they could have a conversation, which is something that for me right now in the world, and I think it's happening everywhere, is like, if you're voting for this, then you don't talk, like I expose you from my life, even has brought families down. So I found that very inspiring, that even though there's a certain conflict, they can still have a relationship. And when I was exploring Ross's life and his relationship with Jackie, for me, it was interesting to get to know that you know, his family worked really hard. They paid for the land. Mm-hmm. And basically what I understood is that in a way, the government has given the life, the, the land twice. Mm-hmm. So it's obviously, um, I'm nobody to have an, an, an opinion, but in my, in my way of saying, I think it's unfair for both uh, sides because if you have paid, you have worked your life. And when you see Ross, it's really hard work to keep that farm going. And he works. He doesn't have people working for him. I mean, he's by himself doing everything. You know, I was like, to be honest, speechless. And you see that amount of work putting. And then you know that maybe you can lose any day your, you know, your property and they wouldn't give you anything. So all of that conversation for me, it was important to leave it in the way to one more time say, we need to have deeper conversations. They're not e- easy solutions just by saying, okay, of course it has been completely unfair and what, you know, the native people have experienced is the most oppressive and horrible thing and that, that we can imagine. But that doesn't mean that you can go and somebody that didn't do nothing, you know, for that, to that to happen, that just works and, you know, has his land and has been working for, for generations and all of his life, he's just working that he doesn't have any right. So I wanted to bring that conversation because I think, I think if we try to solve things in the world by just saying, okay, now let's, in order to solve this, let's make these ones the bad ones and take from them. I think that only is going to bring uh, anger at the end, more conflict, more frictions. And this becomes a never ending story of who does who. And I wanted, to, that's why I wanted to bring that part, not because like I have like the, the solution, but I wanted to, that it's part of the conversation. Yeah. And I really appreciate that you bring in that part of the conversation because that is often drowned out the idea that there are so many people who 
were sold that land by the American government that perpetrated these crimes to begin with. And as a result, you have all of these people who are suffering in major ways and are really struggling just to make ends meet on that land. And then we're constantly at a crossroads of what are we going to do about reparations now? How are we going to make this happen? And there's never one easy fix. And exactly. And I love that your film highlights that so clearly. It's just so nice, Ariel. I have to say, so nice to speak to somebody that actually also sees that there's no easy fix. That we need, to, if we want change, we all need to invest a little bit more into trying to make it happen because there's no easy fix. I, I am so happy, uh, Ariel, to, you know, to be talking to you and because I really believe that. It's true. And I agree with you completely that people are more interested in the headlines. People are more interested in the idea that, oh, just go away and make space for Native people, Black people who've been denied space for so long. And there is something to that, yes, but there is also some way we have to negotiate together as a community how we're going to support each other. And I love that your film is about that and about those conversations opening up. So thank you very much for doing that. No, thank you so much, Ariel, for, um, you know, for inviting me and for taking the time to watch the film and understand it. Because if you ask me, one of the things that if you say, what would you fight for, for most in ideals, you know, is for me is that there's no easy fix, not in any part of the world. And we need to engage deeper because I think right now everything is going so quick and so fast and as quick, like fast, like, not like, respond, act in the immediate. And we're forgetting that we need to talk, but we need to have proper conversations, not just, you know, follow each other right now in headlines, in social media or anything like that. And so for me, it's, um, it's a real treat to be able to have this, this conversation and to know that there's people like, also like you, you know, pushing for the same thing and that we are many that we want to have deeper conversations. We don't believe in the, the, the easy fix. Yeah. Can I also say that I love your title, non-Western? I mean, it just honors so many different parts of the identity aspect within your film that I really respect and love. And I just wonder, did you have any other working titles or was that always the title you went with? I actually, I started uh, with a title. I started first. It was I. I didn't know exactly, so I said we just you. We used to call it Montana because, in a way, it's, it was also like a, like a portrait of this place in America. And as things started to progress, this is uh, a personal story, and it happened that um, when I wanted to go and live um, in the UK, I was um, fighting for a scholarship, and but the, the the British were going to grant it and everything. And at some point, they told me, "We're sorry, but you are non-Western, so like we cannot take you in consideration." And I had never heard um, non-Western, non-Western. Okay. Yes. So I never had heard that term because in Mexico, we think we're Western and we would never think of ourselves as um, as something else. I think everybody, if you ask in Mexico, are you Western or not Western? Everybody will think we are Western. Yeah. So it brought me perspective of depending on who who who's watching or who's the one that puts the titles 
um, gets to say what's what because in the, we are more in the West, you know, than 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 the British in in, in a way. And um, so it was it was weird for me. And I mean, I think in my in Mexico we learned that, for example, the Western society was founded in Greece, and from there it was uh, transported um, to the Romans, and we. We have a very Latin language. We are Latin. We, our language comes from Latin. So, it, so we, we feel like we have, um, so even though obviously Mexico is the same, it's a mosaic of a mosaic with all the indigenous cultures. But in today, we all speak Spanish, even though that all the, uh, the, the indigenous languages are still alive. But the majority, we all speak in Spanish, which, so it's, for me, it was a revelation and stayed with me. And then when I saw that is the question that you're saying is what is, who says who's Western, who says who's not Western, what is identity, you know, all of that. And then, then I said, I think this is the title because it's Nancy Western when she wants to, you know, she practices the Lakota traditions is then Thaddeus not, cannot be Western because, so for me, that's how the title came. I love that story. It's terrible that people actually say these things out loud and think it's okay. When we talk about Western civilization, supposedly starting with the Greeks and the Romans, that appalls me forever and always. I'm a Latin teacher by training, so I always spend a lot of time talking about the indigenous cultures that were wiped out by the Romans and the Greeks more than anything else. But people don't recognize exactly how. Western civilization has actually been destroyed by what people commonly call Western civilization. Yes. Yes, that's a very good way to describe it. Yes, I yeah. agree. But I love how your title comes together. I love how your film comes together. And thank you so much for this. No, thank you, Ariel. Thank you so much for, you know, for inviting me. Thank you so much for, you know, watching the film and for having this conversation with me. It really it enriches me and it gives me lots of hope that there's lots of people that we want to have conversations. I think there are. And I think this documentary will open up a lot of conversations going forward. Thank you so much. Have a wonderful evening. You too. Thank you very much. Bye. Thank you for listening. And thank you for taking a moment right now to reflect with me on the history of the land you are listening on now. Whether you are stuck in traffic or sitting in your office chair, take the time to look up whose traditional lands you are on now and what treaties govern those territories. I record this podcast on the site of land stolen from the Manahoac people. I am grateful to work on this land and I acknowledge that we need to protect and honor the history of the indigenous people from other tribal nations that have made innumerable contributions around the world. I share this in the hope that my listeners may join me in honoring our past, present, and future. Without this land, this earth, and each other, we are nothing. Before I go, please take 30 seconds now to leave us a five-star review by clicking on support the show in the show notes. We don't want your money. We want your words. A simple RTO rocks my socks expands our reach and helps us keep bringing you great content and connect with us on Instagram and Twitter where we are at Omnibus Ride. You can also visit our website, omnibusride.com, where you can go to dive deeper into our content and learn more about the show. A special thank you to our amazing editor, William Das. We truly couldn't do what we do without him or Danielle. Be well, be safe, and keep in touch. <laughs>